0: Tanker Jetties, local NDIS, the Friday fun facts and sport. It all happened on the catch-up and the radio show as well. Enjoy. Across Esperance, Sean for breakfast. Feels good, hold for Sean's Friday fun facts. I think that make you go, hmm. So we've upgraded this till just after 7.30. The Friday Fun Fact brought to you by the Friday Fun Fact Fanatic. And it's not because I struggled to get a hold of her. She's had a busy morning. I'm assuming it's finding the best fact for you. Friday Fun Fanatic, how are you going?
1: I have. I'm sorry I've been so busy, Sean, but this plays into my fact. I'm preparing to
0: move back to WA, everyone. Wow. Congratulations. There's the Cheers. She's been in Queensland, ladies and gentlemen, and now she's all the way back to the motherland, which is Perth in Western Australia. Um, you excited to come back to ESPY?
1: Oh, so excited. And this is this plays into my facts. You ready? Go on. Did you know that already there's, this year there's been over 392,700 people who have moved state Hmm. You know, that's up almost 5% from last year.
0: Yeah, right. So what, the, everyone's just sort of thinking of it as... We
1: all just love to go... We love to say, all right, my, my where I live is pretty cool, but maybe there's somewhere cooler in Australia.
0: The grass is greener on the other side, and I suppose it's definitely not green in the eastern states because of that drought that they're, they're having. I hope oh, that's not too yeah. sensitive. Yeah, exactly. But do, I'll just... be back in Esperance soon, people. Right, that's so many people that are moving. I, I just, I wonder what the implications of that are. I mean, it means that you go, you're probably going to have a new neighbour at some stage.
1: You probably are. And you know what? They could be dirty from the E.
0: <laughs> they might just be. Well, thank you very much, Friday Fun Fanatic. I'm looking forward to the next call. It'll be from your mobile from Perth, which is very exciting.
1: It will be, and I will be down in Esperance, people. So come up
0: to us for a fun fact. Oh, you have a good morning. You too.
2: Across Esperance, Sean for breakfast. Feels good.
0: Hold your We've got Timmy Paris covering all the sport at the weekend.
2: Tim, how are you? Well, thank you, Sean. Good to be here. Good morning.
0: And tonight, or today rather, there's a big test match happening. The second test, Australia vs Pakistan. It is a pink ball test, which means it goes into the night. Um, Australia hadn't lost one of these before. And I'd say we're probably going to win this one. What do you think, Tim?
2: Well, they're looking like having an unchanged lineup at this stage, Sean, which is really good for the continuity. And hopefully they can have another win.
0: I think so. I mean, the batting performance was perfect, almost, apart from Steve Smith, who is our best batsman. Uh, That was in the first test at the Gabba. And our bowlers did quite well. Um, Because the test finished quite early, they should be well-rested. Uh, And you would, I mean, Nathan Lyon, you're not going to drop him. There's Nisa waiting in the wings, but you couldn't drop anyone. Pakistan will probably bring in Mohammed Abbas, who caused some headaches in the UAE when Australia were there.
2: He certainly did. And the ground curator himself, Damian Huff, is suggesting the drop-in pitch will have a nice covering of grass for the bowlers, and especially with that pink ball early on, there could be some nice swing around. And a bit of rain in the air as well, Sean. Yeah,
0: good for Mohamed Abbas and also for uh, Afridi, who can also hoop it around for the Pakistanis. But the Australian bowlers are going to be even more dangerous. And if our batsmen can hang in there for a bit and post a total, um, yeah, they, the Australians have said they'll tinker with the game plan a little bit. They can't play it like the Gabba test match because, as you say, there'll be a bit more swing. The conditions are conducive to that. But the, the adjustments should be small, and I think Australia should probably get on top.
2: Yeah, well, I mentioned about the rain. There's more rain forecast on and off for the weekend as well. So, hopefully not too many disruptions out there. Oh, that would
0: be annoying. That would be very, very annoying. But good luck to Australians. Let's hope we can see some excellent and exhilarating cricket from the weekend. Hey, let's move on. Are the Lynx playing tonight?
2: Yes, they certainly are. The Perth Lynx are coming up against the Southside Flyers. So, All the very best to Andy Stewart and the Perth Lynx shooting for their fourth win of the season.
0: And also on Friday night, we've got the Perth glory. They're hoping to bounce back after a disappointing loss last weekend.
2: Yes, coming up against the Melbourne victory here. Seventh versus tenth tonight. And we mentioned about rain in Adelaide. There might be rain in Melbourne tonight, too, Sean. Oh,
0: global warming. It's awful. We want it to be clear. Hopefully, our Birth Glory boys, Tony Popovich, can bounce back. They've got Connett Meadies. They've got Castro. We've got Florinelli. Hopefully, they can put some goals in the back of the net. Melbourne victory have been struggling this year, and there's been calls. From, I mean, Mark Bosnich, he is a. A sporting soccer great around Australia. He's calling for huge wholesale changes. So hopefully uh, they don't change yet. Hopefully the Perth Glory can get on top of that before they get their act together. And then on Sunday, our boys, the Perth Wildcats, also hoping to bounce back.
2: Yes, indeed, taking on the Adelaide 36ers here, and they're very hopeful that their star import Tarico White will be back playing for them.
0: So is he? Is he's in the? He's in the running though. Like he might be at this
2: stage. Yeah, absolutely. All things going well, I think you will be playing, and that is a welcome relief, that's for sure.
0: Well, Bryce Cotton takes a lot of the load, and if he doesn't fire, like in Cairns last weekend, then the Perth glory just run out of offensive options. Um, the 36ers, though, they're a, a good side, so it's going to be tough.
2: They certainly are. They've got some really good players. We know how well Jerome Randall can play. There's Daniel Johnson, Harry Froling in there as well, and their import, Eric Griffin. So they're a very well-rounded side.
0: Well, let's hope Bryce Cotton and the boys, I mean, Jesse Wagstaff, Damian Martin, uh, Kay as well, let's hope they can get up. huge weekend of sport. Can't wait to have a look at all the results on Monday with you, Tim.
2: Pleasure, Sean. Thanks very much, everybody. Across Esperance, Sean for breakfast.
0: Sarah Maxey is from the Esports Express. Sarah, how are you going?
3: Good, thanks, Sean. How are you?
0: I'm terrific. And you have the front page story today. Tell me all about it. There's a family in town that are, that are struggling because their disabled child doesn't have much access to a therapist.
3: Yeah, so um, a local mother has come forward and she's kind of asking for support because she can't find an occupational therapist to help her daughter. She requires occupational therapy uh, a few times a year, every few months, and she hasn't seen a specialist for about a year. Wow. The issue here is that there's some great disability support services in town and agencies helping people with disabilities and aspirants, except the problem here is there's not enough specialized therapists or um, in this case, occupational therapists who can take on NDIS supported clients. So it kind of is highlighting some of the issues in regional areas with this rollout of the NDIS. Yeah, which
0: is sort of happening as we speak. I have a autistic brother, and he's receiving the payments. But I know it was a. It can be a confusing process, and that's to someone in the city who has access to information. It's not as forthcoming in uh, Esperance so what is the family going to do at this stage or what are they looking to do?
3: So at this stage the mother's been contacting occupational therapists from around the state really and she's also been kind of getting a collective of people together who might be sharing some similar um, worries or difficulties with accessing these types of therapists for their kids and actually I've spoken to a few um, disability advocates and they've said that they've visited Esperance and they're kind of encouraging families, agencies, um, peers to get together and kind of highlight what they need for their town and kind of approach these specialists and get them to come to Esperance and show there is a a market of people.
0: What about a rolling tour? So you get these, as you say, the therapists, including occupational therapists, and they roll through from Southern Cross to Kalgoorlie, down north from to Esperance, then to Albany, and up through, you know, the the Wheatbelt and stuff. Would that work? Can you see that working?
3: Yeah, that would work. (laughs) I mean, there is um, people coming from Kalgoorlie and Albany helping people in Esperance, but one of the problems that um, I discovered through talking with this family is that they need someone and a team of people who are seeing their child ongoing throughout the year and communicating with each other and kind of just looking at the individual and understanding how they can help them um, across a whole different range of therapies.
0: It is a bit more complicated when you're dealing with someone who has a disability when often it's about the relationship. It's about people that you're feeling comfortable with when it comes to your therapist or your care. So you're right. Maybe that rolling tour might not be (laughs) as, as appropriate when you want someone who's in town that you can talk to regularly.
3: Another issue is that the NDIS is difficult for everyone involved, including providers. So it can just sometimes take a bit more paperwork and a bit more time and our um, pool of providers and providers Therapists here are already kind of stretched, yeah. covering so many people in this town. So it's just, it's a it's a big problem. But through my research, someone has come forward who may be able to offer a solution ah. to this, but you'll have to read the paper to find the out. God, what
0: about <laughs> that for a tease from Sarah? You're a pro. No, no and, and from my limited experience with the NDIS through my brother and my mother, uh, it will be a good thing, but like all things that are on a federal national in on a national level, it's going to take a little bit of time to, to settle and for that to be rolled out and become good. Oh, Let's turn the feel good back on. Feels good. Sean for breakfast.
1: Esperances 747.
0: Triple M. Tuesday night, Ordinary Council meeting. There was a lot of tension in the room. You were there amongst the packed gallery. Let me know, what was the, the vibe like?
3: Well, as many people know, I'm new to town, so it was my kind of first taste of the council. And from what I witnessed, it just seemed that everyone on both sides of the debate, because it was stressed that this is it shouldn't be a win or lose situation. Well, there's
0: a jetty coming at the end of the yeah. day, right?
3: Yeah. Everyone just kind of seemed, I don't want to say defeated, but that they wanted it to move forward either way. And a lot of the councillors called for unity. Um, Councillor O'Bourne mentioned that there was more around the table that united them rather than divided the councillors. And they just wanted to move forward and show a united front to the community.
0: Because as I say, at the end of the day, we get a jetty, which is what most people want. And I know the the sticking point is the material that is used... Uh, So it wasn't when everyone sort of left and you would have sort of, I guess you would have stuck around for the rest of the Shire meeting perhaps. When people were leaving, were they generally excited about the decision or were there, as you said before, defeat in the the air?
3: From where I was sitting, it was certainly very half and half. There was some people who let out a bit of applause when the vote went through. Um, but then obviously there was some other really passionate people on the other side who, who did feel defeated at that. And in our story this week, my colleague Jake has interviewed the friends of the jetty and they said that they would vow to keep fighting for this, but they were just taking a breather to kind of think over the decision. And yeah. I'm not sure what will come, but...
0: Oh, gosh. Yes. Well, okay, so from what I know, at this stage, the plan is deconstruction will start fairly soon into December and I think there's going to be three barges that will be deployed off the Essence Coast to take away the wood. And once they start taking it away, then come March, the construction tender can come in and start building outwards as they take it away. That's going to happen in March. So I suppose if the friends are going to throw another curveball, a roadblock or whatever you want to call it, a tactic... It has to happen before March. <laughs> are you are you excited for that? Being a media person, or are you a bit nervous as to what what might happen?
3: Um. Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, just laughter. Yeah. Uh, no. I think I think people are very passionate about this, and they do have a right to to have their opinions. And but I do think that a lot of people called this the kind of last effort to to change the course of the jetty. So I'm not sure what will come, but... I think people are looking forward to progress either way.
0: Look, that's very democratic of you. I really enjoy that answer, so we'll leave it there. Look, it will be, I think, pretty exciting to see it pulled out of the ocean uh, and see some action happening because it is currently just falling into the ocean. I think we should take some ownership of it very soon. Been joined in studio by Sarah Max here. She's done an excellent job. Uh, grab that paper from all good news agencies and supermarkets. Support local Media, thank you, Sarah. Short for breakfast catch
2: up on Triple M.
0: Bye bye, have a good time. Listen to short for breakfast wherever you are. Download the
3: Triple M app now.